Welcome to the Fulfillment Project Podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hello, friend. Welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project podcast. We are going to do a totally chill episode. If you're watching the YouTube video of this, uh, I am sitting on the day bed in my office. I got my cat Chloe here beside me. She's having a nap. I got a candle in the background. I'm about to put some essential oils on. This one is a grounding blend called Steady by doTERRA. And yeah, we're just going to create a vibe here today. I want to have a conversation about wrapping up your 2022 year. What does that look like? What would that entail to wrap it up? I have three things that I want to go over to help you and stimulate you with some questions for that and really embody the growth that you had this year. We are always growing, whether we are awake to it or whether we are just sleepwalking through our days. There is progression in absolutely everything. And I have found, especially in my own case, if I'm not taking the time to step back and really look at the bigger picture of an entire year or 12 months of like what really happened? Like what went on? What did I do? How did I rise to an occasion? How did I get through this situation? Then we're not embodying the growth that we're going through and we're just on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, which takes us out of the present moment, which blocks us from joy. It blocks us from fulfillment. It blocks us from that groundedness that we can feel in our lives because we're also just future forecasting all the time which is what I want the second half of this episode to be because there's nothing wrong with future forecasting and having your vision on the horizon for the next year coming down the pipeline. And when we talk about that in this episode, I really want to bring in two different types of, we'll call them goals, two different types of goals to set um, or desires or visions that you have, what you want for your next year to be. And then we're going to talk about some some tools as well to help you. So yeah, let's dive into this episode. Um, as I'm reco- As this episode is coming out, I know it's only the very first week of December and we're already talking about a wrap up for the year. Um, but I believe at the beginning of September, and I've really started getting into this mindset about a week ago, so the end of November, of wrapping up my year allows for a couple weeks as the year is closing down, as we're all shuffling around to get ready to perhaps shut off and sink into some time with family or friends over the holidays. And as we are coming to a new year and wrapping things up, but it kind of allows, at least for myself, this slow unwind, this slow embodiment of the entire year, and this beautiful space to be able to future forecast and daydream over the next few weeks as the year is closing up. And now, I haven't always been a fan of New Year's resolutions. And so the second half of our conversation is not really about 
resolutions for the new year, but looking at your year as a whole and what are the stepping stones that you want to take that are moving your vision or moving your desires forward. And we're doing this constantly. Um, you know, the girls I work with, uh, my, you know, my ladies in the Alliance Sisterhood, we're always looking at how are we learning lessons from week to week? How are we future forecasting our week moving forward? And calibration and pivoting and shifting and bringing in new tools to make us show up better in the next week. How do we do that? But I really do love at the at the end of an actual calendar year, because we can look back on 12 months and everyone is kind of still in that same energy of a period of time wrapping down and a fresh restart happening in January. And so that's why it's good to future forecast into the year. And I'm not going to call them resolutions um, just because I feel there's a lot of conditioning around New Year's resolution. There's a lot of um, struggle conditioning. There's a lot of failure conditioning around setting New Year's resolution. And it's also a um, what I see as a period where we're only thinking about our goals and our future at that time when I believe that it should be constant. And when I say conditioning, I just mean you look at what is the narrative through our society? What does marketing messages tell you? What have you seen in the past, maybe from yourself or with friends or with family for making these big New Year's resolution? Um, someone coming from the fitness industry background and working with a lot of like bigger commercial gyms as well and some private studios, you know, you see gym memberships go up in the new year. You see people buying personal training. You see everybody jumping on their goals, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, please, if that's what you want, that's what you should do. Um, but then there's always the attrition of it within the next few months or people not even going in to use their membership or not feeling committed to their goals a couple months later. So I just think it's neat to look at the conditioning from certain situations. And if it's going to be different for you, then you need to look at it a different way, which is what I really hope this conversation um, will do for us today. Okay. Let's look at the last 11 months, 12 months. Um, I have some really key questions that I want to ask you. And feel, please feel free to grab a pen, grab a paper, uh, write these down, open up a note section on your phone, whatever you need to do, um, because this would give you a really good framework to work with over the next couple of weeks to look and wrap up your 2022 year. And so the first thing that I always do, or I should say not always, um, I started doing a couple of years ago, um, especially at the end of 2019. Um, I was just like so burnt out. I was disconnected. My goals were all just very superficial. Um, I was reaching them, not feeling fulfilled, sacrificing my values. Just There's just so much misalignment happening in my life where I started to look at the year uh, from a different perspective. And whether you felt like it was an awesome year for you or whether you're like, oh my goodness, like I never want to repeat this year again, um, these questions will always help you with your growth no matter where you are. And that's what I love about you know personal development, spiritual development. It doesn't matter what's highlighted in your life right now. These questions are so universal depending on what you are going through. So they're valuable. Write them down. So question number one that I love to go through and that I would spark for you as well is... If you were to look over the last 12 months, what's the movie of your year? 
what does the movie of your year look like? What would the the scenes and setting be? Um, what would the main character look like? You. What is their attitude? What is their aspirations at the beginning of that year? How did they follow through with dreams and aspirations? How did they unpack challenges? How did they face adversity? How did they handle higher stressful situations? These questions are powerful because what it allows you to do is it allows you to step back up and out of your first person positioning in your life. So often the perspective that we're seeing is just what's coming through our our eyes. And when we're only in that first person perspective, there can be a lack of self-awareness because we're not seeing a bigger picture. And so when we look at the movie of our life and when we look at how that main character played out that movie, the events that happened, how they handled it, what their attitude was like, how were their relationships, how do they interact with others, how do they handle adversity, it allows you to really see the character of yourself the attitude of yourself, the emotional environment that you live in, the mental environment that you live in, and how that life is actually being played out. Our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors determine everything. You know, if you want to know why your life is the way that it is, whether that's good or bad, and I don't like those blanket statements, but anyways, if it's good or bad, it's because of where your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors have been. If you're in a place where it hasn't been a good year and it has felt like a struggle and maybe it's you're like, oh my God, sir, it was like one thing after another and I was just sideswiped and I was taken down and I just want the year to be over. I think back to how you were navigating all of that through your thoughts. What was that mental chatter? What was the emotional state that you were living in? Were you being triggered a lot? Were you being sideswiped by conditions that are outside of your control and allowing those to take you down? And if you're like, Sarah, like I had a wicked year, it was awesome. This, 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 this happened. Um, and it was just so you felt the growth, like you felt the, the leveling up, we could say, of yourself. Think back to yourself here. What was your thought pattern like? What was your emotional patterns like? And what were the behaviors that you were doing or exhibiting. And whenever we feel like we've had a rocking year and I'm in that boat right now, it doesn't mean that there weren't challenges within our year. Challenges are going to pop up always. Whenever we're looking to better our life, we're not necessarily bettering the outside of our life. We're bettering ourselves on the inside for how we handle the exterior of our world. Because when we place our happiness or fulfillment or um sense of accomplishment or satisfaction with life on the conditions outside of ourselves, meaning, well, I need to get more money or I need to get this house or I need this relationship or I need this body. I need my parents to act this way. I need my spouse to act this way. I need my kids to act this way. I need my boss or my employees to act this way. Um, And I need to be like here by X amount of age doing X, Y, Z. When we place our vision like that, of all those external things that are sometimes, actually most of the time, out of our control, we are at the mercy of everything outside of ourselves to dictate how we think, how we feel, and how we react or behave. 
So personal growth is coming back inside of yourself and gaining that control over those three elements to create the best possible internal conditioning for you to handle your exterior world. And so your second, the second question I want to pose to you here is what are you most proud of this year? Whether you felt it was an awesome year or whether you struggled through it all, what are you most proud of? There is always something that we can find within ourselves if we decide to give ourselves some credit. If we decide to even take like the the big rocks off the table, so to say, and look at what are all those little pebbles? What are all those small little actions that you did on a daily or weekly basis? What are you proud of there? Maybe it was a big situation that you handled that you're really proud of. Maybe it was a behavior change. Maybe it was something that changed in your life. You're like, I'm really proud of myself for going after that. It was hard. It was challenging, but I I did that. Pride for ourselves always comes on the other side of handling adversity. Always. If you're reading my book, you'll know about the hero's journey. I mention it in the introduction. Um, and there's also a big conversation about it at the end of the book at, on the last chapter. And the hero's journey is a story arc that is famous within all the books that we read, nonfiction, all the nonfiction books that we read, um, sorry, all the fiction books. Let me correct myself there. All the fiction books that we read, the TV shows that we watch, even the documentaries uh, and movies where you have an you have an ordinary person in their known life. Everything is predictable. They decide to go out on an adventure or something happens in their life where they are forced to face challenges. Something has changed. Something has shifted. And when you cross that threshold of out of everything that's known in your world and everything that's predictable, this is when it can feel like life is shooken up a little bit. Maybe there are different routines, there are different patterns, there are different levels of conversation, there is different energy that you need to bring into that aspect of your life. And it's going to feel different. It's going to feel awkward. And there are most likely challenges that come up. And then in that phase, after we go through our challenges, this is when we have what's called a death and a rebirth of self. And so being able to face your challenges with grace, being able to face your challenges with the lessons that you've learned and being able to rise to the occasion of being someone who you have not been before in order to have a positive outcome on the other side takes a death of ego. It takes a death of old patterns. It takes a death of old conditioning, um, the way you react to things in order to have a different outcome. And on the other side of that is the transformation and, you know, atonement and grounding of everything that that ordinary person, or we can call it the hero of the story, has been through to come back to their world changed and transformed and, and renewed. And we see this with everything. Um, the Lion King movie, for example, Simba, he's forced to leave his known world. His dad is killed. He goes through some challenges. He learns lots of lessons. He has some mentors, Timon and Pumbaa, along the way, and he comes back to his known world transformed. And he's a man um, now ready to take over you know, that kingdom and that, that, um, that leadership role that he's being called to do. Um, and we love the hero's journey because we see ourselves in that hero. We see the vulnerable aspects of ourselves that are being called to rise to the occasion. We see the struggle or the challenges that pop up that we need to move through. And, and when someone comes out of that renewed and transformed and better for it, we root, we root them on. We're like, yeah, because I believe all of us feel this 
hero aspect inside of ourselves that is yearning for the growth and yearning for the transformation and wants to know that all the challenges that we go through in our life are meaningful. Like they're, they're making our life better. They're making us better because without that, then we live in struggle. Then we feel like life is happening to us and not for us. And it's going through that hero's journey yourself where you will feel proud of yourself on the other side because you can look back over that snapshot or look back over an entire year and be able to ask yourself, ooh, like where am I now versus where I was 12 months ago? And what am I proud of for how I got to where I am? Ask yourself that. What are you most proud of this year? And the third question for this section I want you to ask yourself, and I was talking about it a second ago in the Hero's Journey conversation, is what lessons did you learn? The sense of pride comes from the lessons that we've learned, the embodiment of that growth for us to show up as a different person. Because when we're in the Hero's Journey, when the challenges are happening, they're called challenges because it's like we're you're almost like flying by the seat of your pants trying to figure out, well, how do I deal with this? And how do I react? And how do I manage this? And, oh, this doesn't feel so good right now. So how do I get out of this or shift this or show up a different way? It's those lessons that you're learning in there to navigate yourself through the challenges that gives you that pride on the other side to be like, oh, like, oh, the fucking journey. And, (laughs) And I'm proud of myself for what I learned through that because I know if I'm faced with that situation again, I'm embodying a different version of myself from how I rise to that occasion in the situation. And so this is how we embody growth. We need to look back over, we're talking about a year in this this case, of what was that movie of my life? Like, how did I show up? How did I act? What happened? Um, Who were the supporting characters that were in that movie? What am I most proud of about this movie? And hey, what lessons did I learn along the way that are going to help propel my growth even further? Um, into 2023. And that's embodiment of growth. Um, And the embodiment aspect comes after going through the hero's journey and many heroes journey. And I believe from what I've seen from myself and my clients is this process, this process is ongoing. It's not a one and done thing, but this is what makes life so beautiful and exciting and zestful is that we can look forward to these hero's journey and knowing that we are developing ourselves and we are growing and we are strengthening the character of who we are year after year. And to me, I believe if I can continue to do that year after year and know that it's an ongoing process and know that I'm going to mess up in the future and hey, challenging situations are going to happen, but I'm, I'm ready to step on that hero's journey. I'm ready to learn through the challenges. I'm ready to embody my growth year after year then I can finalize my life complete. You know, um, if you've ever, say researched, I don't even know if that's like the proper word. If you've ever researched or read into what people, elderly people say on their deathbed or in their final days or even in their final years, um, you know, the saddest thing to hear is people who have regrets. People who wish they stepped up and had the deeper conversations with maybe family members that they wanted to have, but just something was holding them back. Regret that they didn't go after a dream that was just on their heart so much. Um, You know, regret not taking care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, like all the things that create a really good, meaningful life. For myself, 
I don't want to be in that position. I want to know that I, I fucking gave it all. Like I gave this life its all. Like I put in my time. I did the work and like, I'm ready for the next phase. Like bring it on. Um, and this is why I've been so drawn to personal development and, and spiritual development uh, over the last more than 10 years, 16 years um, of learning what it's like to take tools and skills and insights like what we're, the conversation we're having here and applying them to my life and watching myself get better year after year. Um, and so that's what I see as embodying growth. And I would love for you to answer those questions for yourself to wrap up your 2022. Okay, let's skip to part two here. Let's future forecast um, into 2023. Like what is coming down the pipeline for you? What is on your heart or pulling at your heartstrings? Um, is there anything? Think about that. I have um, an Oracle deck here with cards and I want to pull a card for us. This deck is called the Spirit Animal Oracle deck. My friend Claudia introduced me to this and we were away on a girl's trip over the weekend, oh, over the weekend, um, over the summer. And she had this deck out and I pulled a few cards. And I'm like, oh, done. Amazon opened it up, bought it. Um, so you can find this on Amazon, the Spirit Animal Oracle. And I want to pull a card for 2023. Let's see what's coming up. Let's see if this resonates with you. Let's see if this can give us insight to the conversation I want to have about future forecasting. And what's cool is each card is a spirit animal and each spirit animal has um, a nature or a trait to it um, that we can use for guidance. Okay. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Let's just pull a card. I'm going to pull. Hmm, which one feels good? Yeah, this one's pulling on my fingers. I'm going to pull this one out. Ooh, this is grasshopper spirit. Take a leap of faith. Whew. I'm going to show this to the camera for anybody who is watching on YouTube here. So these cards are beautiful. Like, look at the beautiful flower in the background. Uh, the, the grasshopper actually has a crown on it. it look, he looks like a like a king or like a prince. So grasshopper spirit, take a leap of faith. Um, I'm going to read more into this card from the um, book that it gives us here. And let's see. And I pulled this right side up, meaning when I pulled it out, I was looking at it the way I'm supposed to look at it and read it. Um, the Oracle deck also has what's called a protection mechanism. And so if you pull the cards upside down, you read the protection message. But for this one, we pulled it right side up. So right now, you are posed to jump up into the next level of your life and move forward into something even better than you could have ever imagined. When grasshopper spirit appears, it is a fortuitous, fortuitous, <laughs> fortuitous time to take a leap into the unknown. For grasshopper spirit represents the innovative spirit that says, why not? And has faith in the powers of co-creation. You are being called to trust that this is the right time to go after. Uh, this is the right time to go with that idea, relationship, or situation. Take risks for abundance and all forms will show up for you. Wondrous things await when grasshopper spirit appears. You are not going to go backwards. So listen to your intuition rather than your fearful ego that resists any change and clings worriedly to what was. Luck is on your side. Jump up and forward 
with confidence for spirit has so much in store for you if you only take the leap. Wow. What a beautiful card to uh, forecast into 2023. Mm. Does that mean for you? I'll speak for myself here. Um, I thought that I really stepped up this year. And so this card is like, oh, okay. Yeah. How can I keep this massive growth? How can I expand my brand? How can I get my message out there more? How can I deepen my relationship with Joe even further? I'm, I look at this from like a whole. Because um, I know whenever I work on myself, it evolves into every other area. I try not to be like, I'm only working on my relationship right now. Um, yeah. Take a leap of faith, grasshopper spirit. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, what else is coming up for me here is um, I have a coaching program called the Aligned Sisterhood, which I freaking love you, ladies. Hey, sister, shout out to you. Um, we go through different phases um, of their growth. A lot of awareness work around thoughts, emotions, behaviors, how life is being created right now. We do a lot of nervous system regulation. So looking at conditioning from struggle, looking at conditioning from worry, from anxiety, from feeling like we're always behind, like we're not enough, we need to be doing more. We change that conditioning and we work also from the mind and also somatic level from the body um, to regulate the nervous system. And then from that place, we can start rediscovering, well, who am I when my nervous system is not jacked up? Who am I when I'm not operating out of fight or flight? Who am I when I am not governed by maybe what marketing material is telling me or hustle culture or what I'm seeing online? Who am I when all of that is removed? And what do I want out of life? We really look at setting and manifesting goals from that place, which is your true, authentic place. Last episode, I was talking about the whole self. <laughs> Sorry, I just this is not where I wanted the conversation to go, so I'm just laughing at myself. Anyways, I'm just going to roll with it. Um, last episode, I was talking about the whole self. And so how I work with the whole self is looking at the physical self, you know, the nervous system, and also the inflammation within the body from a health perspective. How's that operating? When you can clean up that debris or that disharmony within the physical self, um, immediately our mental self begins feeling better. You know, have you ever like, you know, maybe your diet went to shit or you're just maybe drinking too much alcohol and you're just like, oh, that's not feeling good. I'm feeling so sluggish. You clean up your diet and nutrition and maybe move your body a little bit for a week. You're going to feel so much better mentally. It just, it gives us more motivation. It gives us more zest. It brings us back to life because we're not in this like foggy channel. And so that's the physical self. And then the mental self is looking at the conditioning and the programming that is governing our behaviors. Like what I was just saying there, whether it's like hustle culture or struggle conditioning um, or what you think you should be doing or have to be doing or any cognitive distortions um, going on in our mind or negative thinking, which ultimately affects our emotional body, how we feel and how we feel and how we think governs what we do. It governs our behavior. And so when we're setting goals from a dis regulated physical, mental, and emotional self, we're not going to be tapping into that fourth part of our whole self, which is our intuitive, which is our spiritual self, which is our grounded self, which is our connection to our highest self, which knows what is for us in the best capacity possible um, for fulfillment and for success. 
And then ultimately that shows us how we can show up. And so anyways, I'm coaching through this um, with, with a program like what I call the Aligned Sisterhood. And um, my focus up until like literally this morning, which is funny why this leap of faith card is coming up, was like, I got to grow the sisterhood. I got to grow the sisterhood. Like, this is so good. Like they're messaging me after six weeks of this work going, oh my God, like, I just feel so good. I'm like connected to my business again. My relationships are getting better. Like they're just like in life again and they're connected to themselves. Um, And so my passion has been like, you know, I just need to help more women with this because it's working. And this morning I had a download of hosting more retreats, but focusing more on events and retreats. Because the one thing um, that I've really discovered about myself is I love holding space for people. Kind of like a podcast like this. Like I love, like, come on, come on into my home. Like sit on the couch with me. Like let's chill. Let's create a vibe together. Let's have a conversation. Which is why I loved my Simply Aligned event. Oh my God, that day was so awesome with the ladies. And we did breath work and just sunk into the moment and like change state. I love to create environments where we can just change state and be able to go back out into our regular lives as a new person, almost like a mini hero's journey um, to show up different in our lives and and better. And as a higher elevated level of ourselves, a more wholeness to ourselves. And so I got to thinking and what I kind of did last year was like, I don't want to create anything that I don't want to show up in. Like everything I create and where I'm putting the majority of my energy in my career, because it's a huge part of my life. I want to make sure that I'm in the energy that I want to be in and facilitating the energy that I want to be in. And I've done courses for so long. And I've started to question, hmm, maybe courses and coaching don't need to be the main thing. Um, And I think this is valuable for any business owner of like, just because you've done something for so long and it's been the main thing doesn't mean it has to continue. So Joe and I were having a conversation about um, different styles of retreats, um, different events that we want to host and just be bringing people together into immersive environments to do the work, to sink into themselves, to um, retreat from normal life. And that's what a retreat is, right? Like, let's just pull back a little bit. Let's put myself in an environment to create real shift and real change over a 24, 48 hour period, not just listening to an hour long podcast. And then we're like right back into our day. Not that there's anything wrong with podcasts, because I love that you're here with me. Um, But far too often, we don't give ourselves the space to actually have a transformation within 24 hours or 48 hours. And it's 100% possible, which is why I love retreats. And so long story short, um, I'm considering really going all in with quite a few retreats next year and um, seeing who wants to come along that journey with me. Uh, Yeah. So maybe that's my message of like, take a leap of faith, like do something different, structure the business model differently. It doesn't have to be the way you've always done it. So that piqued my curiosity this morning. So hmm, maybe I'll lean into that. Okay. So future forecasting for 2023. Setting goals is so normal. And I might use the word goal as I'm talking here. It might come out of my vocabulary. But when we talk about our desires or we talk about our goals or the aspirations, like the things that we want, the changes we want in our life or the things that we want to bring into our life, I really like to look at my goals from two different perspectives. Number one, the tangible, the thing, right? This is like, this is how people set goals. I want a new house. I want to make this much in my business. I want my body to look like this. Like 
the the outcome, right? Where you're, like, you're going to hold the thing. You're like, yes, I made this amount of money in my business or yes, I did this with my body or yes, I bought the house, I bought the car, I bought the boat, I did the thing, um, which can be very validating for your goals when you get them. But what I've recognized is setting a second part to your goals, which is the intangible, the intangible goals. How do I want to feel pursuing the thing? How do I want my weeks to look and be structured for me to create this thing? How do I want to approach how I'm thinking? about this thing? Am I going to create it in stress and worry and anxiety and negative thinking of like, oh my God, like what if it doesn't happen? Or what, like blah, 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 blah. All, all the things. I must do this. I should do this. I said I was going to do that. Or are we going to create it with ease? Are we going to create it with flow? Are we going to show up in the action to do the thing and love it and feel present and become more focused on the process as opposed to the end result? And that's two completely different ways of creating that I found. And this is the feminine energy, the intangible. The masculine energy is directional focused, outcome focused, um, action focused of like, this is what we need to do to get the thing. And it's great that we have like coaches out there and podcasts with steps and courses and like there's so much how to out there. But what I've found, and which is why I wrote my book, um, there's a whole section called How You Create Is What You Create. There's not a lot of conversation going on about like, how are you creating that thing? Because when we create in stress and anxiety and worry and lack mentality, the outcome on the other side of that will be bred with that as well. And we, we will not be able to shift out of that lack, hustle, grind, anxiety, put my head down, just do it way of operating when we get the thing. Because how you create something is what you create. So if you've created in stress and anxiety and struggle, when you get the thing, it will continue to come with stress, anxiety, and struggle. Perfect example. Um, let's say you want to lose weight. We'll talk about weight loss because it's like such a hot topic. Let's say you want to lose weight and there's a different shape that you want to take with your body and you figure out the how-to. Maybe you hire the coach, maybe you're on an app, maybe you're watching YouTube videos, maybe you've downloaded a plan, maybe it's something from the past that you've just gone back to and you're like, here's the steps that I'm going to follow. And so you focus on following the steps, but you're not focused on how am I feeling taking those steps? Are the actions I'm choosing joyful for me? Am I liking this process so that I want to continue this process so that it doesn't take so much conscious awareness of like, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing the thing. And you're always just waiting for the outcome. When we become grounded in the process, we almost forget about the outcome because we enjoy the process more. And let's say you get said body or weight loss desire. If you haven't embodied the process, then it will always feel like a struggle to maintain, which is why you most likely won't maintain it. This goes for everything. Let's say you want to make more money. If making more money has brought you more stress in that process, it will continue to cause you stress to keep or to grow from there. And so the intangible goals is what state do you want to create from? And when you can pinpoint, I want to create 
from joy. I want to create from groundedness. I want to create from love and just sinking into the moment. And what I'm doing is meaningful for what I'm creating or building or accomplishing or bringing into my life or providing for my family. When we create from there, then it's a compass for the rest of your year. And when you are not in that state, this is when the awareness and alarm bells goes off of like, oh, why am I not in that state? Okay. What am I thinking? What are my thought patterns right now that are maybe skewing my emotions or skewing my state? What are the behaviors I'm doing that are maybe triggering thoughts or emotions? And allows us to be able to stop and recalibrate. And this is what embodiment of growth is, of being in the moment of having an awareness, like you kind of wake up to that. You're like, hey, well, how do I activate this state again? And then you're back on your way. And so what state do you want to create in next year? Set that for yourself and allow it to be your compass because I have learned that you can create whatever you want in absolutely any state. And I've done it. I've created awesome things in stress and I've created awesome things in not stress, not anxiety and not worry and not perfectionism and not, not feeling worthy and not, not feeling enough. And it's like way better <laughs> that way. Um, this is why I'm just so passionate about teaching other women how to do this because it's, it gives such a relaxation to the nervous system, the physical self. It gives so much relaxation to the mental self, your, your mental body, the thought processes. It gives so much relaxation to your emotions to have more grounded or higher elevated states of emotion. And when we learn to work with those three aspects of our whole self, you open up your intuition. You open up into your spiritual self. You open up into your highest self. And it acts as guidance for you. And it's not woo-woo. Intuition is that soft voice that we all hear. And we've all heard it from time to time. Um, whether we constantly hear it or whether we don't. I believe every person has had a moment in their life where they felt a knowing within them, but maybe didn't trust it and did something else. And then you think back, you're like, I should have listened to my gut or I knew this was going to happen. I felt like that was going to happen. I should have listened to myself. We've all been in those positions. And so our intuition is always talking to us. But when we don't govern our physical, mental, and emotional self and our state of creation is just, we'll call it like frantic or all over the place or um, in reactionary mode as opposed to like responding to life, our intuition becomes dulled down because we're run by the thoughts that are not truly us and we're governed by the emotions that are just triggered and not regulated ourselves. And so when we work with the physical, mental, and emotional self, we open up that intuitive self. And then this is when you will know what is right for you. You'll know whether you should take on that project. You'll know if that is a yes to this invitation or opportunity or collaboration. And you'll also know what is a no for you. And when we can tap into that guidance and trust it, build that, that trust muscle with it, then the way we show up in the world, the fifth part of the whole self is our self-expression. When we're following that guidance, when we feel grounded in our own truth, a different version of yourself shows up. And when a different version of yourself shows up, guess what? you're creating a different reality. You're creating a different outcome because you're operating in a completely different state. And so that first question is, what state do I want to be creating in 
for 2023. And then after when we're like in the thing and we're like, oh my God, this triggered me or this threw me off or I can't stop thinking about this or like, why did this situation show up? Like life shows up, right? And like, this is where we need to grab onto our tools, grab onto our tools. And so I look at myself as a teacher. I love, I love to teach. I've been teaching for 10 years now. Coaching is a form of teaching. Creating courses is teaching. Writing a book is teaching. Speaking on stage is teaching. Hosting a podcast is teaching. Like I could just do this stuff all day with you. I just love it. But if we don't pair tools with teachings, then we don't have something to actually work with in the moment of the growth needed within us. And so some of the tools that I love to grab onto and, you know, future forecasting for yourself in 2023, you might want to ask yourself if, hmm, maybe do I need to learn some of these tools? Um, maybe do I need to do some research? Maybe do I need to hire a coach or join a program or learn how to integrate these tools into my year to help me stay in alignment as my true whole self? And so I'm going to rattle off just a couple tools here that I fall back on time and time again. Number one is health. Sounds basic, right? Sounds basic. You can look at this like your life force. And I know I have a lot of health and fitness professionals um, who listen to me, myself included. I was a fitness coach, a holistic nutritionist, like been to school, done the thing, know the knowledge. But everybody is human and everyone let some self slip from time to time. Like it just happens. And it usually happens because something has come up in life that has rattled us off of our good mental state and rattled us off of our motivation and rattled us off of our habits and things begin to slip. Whether that is skipping meals, whether that is not getting enough water in, whether that is not moving your body, not getting outside, not getting sunlight, not getting proper sleep, yada, yada, yada. And so whenever life starts to feel off for me, I always look at my life force. Like, where's my health at? Because I know with a grounded physical body, when my physical body is healthy, everything else seems to be better manageable. When we're talking about our whole self here, it's all interconnected. And so your physical health goes down. Guess what that's going to do to your mental health? It's going to plummet it. And guess what that's going to do to your emotional health? Going to take it down. Then we cut off connection with our spiritual intuitive self. And everything just becomes a fog and we're not clear and grounded on the decisions that we're making and we're in reactionary mode. And when we're in reactionary mode, we feel uncertain. And this is when life feels diseaseful. So tools, physical health, always, always. And you can always go back to basics, like clean up the nutrition, drink more water. And we're not talking about like a strict diet or anything here. We're talking about like basics. Sometimes people swing too far to the other side where like, you know, you've kind of gotten yourself into a bad place. You're like, okay, I'm going to go all in with this. I'm going to like clear out the kitchen and like, I'm not eating any bad food or I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm getting completely off coffee. And we just swing that pendulum far to the other, to the other side and create almost more stress in a constricted environment. So when it comes to my health, what I first do is I don't look at like, okay, what do I need to take away? I don't look at, at, at it from like a restrictive standpoint. I look at, okay, what am I not having in my life to support my health? So how can I bring in more water? How can I bring in more fresh vegetables, fresh food, whole food, um, fruits? How can I bring in sunlight? How can I go for a 10-minute walk? 
And sometimes just that will help you clean up the rest of it because you start feeling better and you have that positivity and motivation to want to help yourself. So tool number one is health. So as you're navigating next year and if your state feels like off, look at your health. Tool number two is meditation. I'll talk about meditation. I'll talk about breath work. Um, Two different tools, but I'm going to talk about them together. Um, I love that meditation has become so popularized now. Um, Even corporate companies hire people to come in to talk about meditation to like, you know, their workers. Like it's spread itself through society and through um, what is now normal in society for the most part or commonly known, not that everybody does it. Whereas back in like the early 2000s or even like the 90s when I was growing up, like meditation was not a conversation that was being had. Um, You didn't see meditation going into workplaces. Like the value of the mental health wasn't there. It's there now. Awesome. Meditation is great. Um, A lot of my clients come to me, they've already embodied a meditation practice. I'm like, awesome. So meditation is a good tool that you can grab onto when life is feeling chaotic or you've been shifted out of your state, um, or maybe there's a level of uncertainty to ground your thoughts. And so meditation, the purpose of it is to change the brain waves within your mind. And it's going to shift you out of a very narrow, focused, fight or flight, mind racing state to slow things down a bit. And when we slow down the mind, we feel space, we feel capacity, um, and we feel a better um, mental strength to be able to handle um, maybe what is happening in our life. And so meditation is great. Breath work, um, and this is really where my passion is right now is breath work. And I'm looking into some certification courses. I've studied breath work for two years. I facilitated in my programs. Um, I facilitated at Simply Aligned, um, but I'm being called to go into it um, from such a deeper perspective because breath work for myself has been more profound than meditation because breath work works from a somatic perspective on the physical body and the regulation of the nervous system. So there's different types of breath work. You can do breath work to like alter your consciousness and bring in like clarity and downloads and kind of stuff that's cool for the mind, but I really love breath work from the nervous system regulation perspective, because when you can train your nervous system to respond to stress in a way that is controlled by you, then it creates a pattern of whenever something stressful comes up, your nervous system has an automatic reaction of handling it without going into fight or flight and a revved up nervous system. And when our nervous system doesn't get triggered, then our mind doesn't get triggered either. When our nervous system gets triggered, it creates a pull of energy from all of our systems, all of them. And in fact, you cannot create disease without being in a fight or flight space at all because the body won't break down. Parasympathetic is our uh, reparative state. It's our rest. It's our digest. It's our healing state. And so when we're creating through our year or when we're creating through our days, the dreams and goals and aspirations that we want, but we're creating it from a, from a sympathetic fight or flight state, we're causing breakdown of our whole self. We're causing breakdown of the physical self. We're causing breakdown of the mental self. And we're causing breakdown of the emotional self as well. And that doesn't allow us to step up and embody the person that we're ultimately 
trying to be by doing all this development stuff and going after goals and feeling like we're actually creating a life that we love and that we're proud of and that we want to be in. And so breath work for me has been game changer, like game changer. And what's cool about breath work, very much like meditation, is you can do breath work for an hour, hours, um, or you can do breath work for 10 minutes to just regulate yourself or or, uh, prime your nervous system for the day or to reset it through half a day or to bring it down as you're going to sleep. Um, And I've just found it like literally game changer for myself. And so breath work is a tool and that I use every single day, every day. It is rare that if I go a day without a breath work, um, I prioritize breath work over nutrition and not that I don't prioritize nutrition and not that I don't prioritize movement. But if I was to choose like a desert island question, like you're going on a desert island and you can only take one tool, I would take breath work with me um, because it strengthens everything else. And so, um, yeah. So you're going to hear me talk a lot more about breath work as we're moving into 2023 and which is why I want to facilitate more events, um, creating containers for people to feel that reprieve from themselves. What I was talking about at the beginning, um, or was it halfway through this conversation? I don't remember at this point, but putting yourself in an environment for 24 or 48 hours where you actually feel the shift in yourself. You're not just like learning something and then hopefully like, I don't know, it like clicks later on. You're like, oh yeah, like I got it now. No, state change in the moment and feel it. Because when we can feel something, then we know what that compass is that we're always trying to get back to. Oh, no, it doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Ah, there it is. There it is. There it is. I'm off. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Tool, grab a tool, grab a tool. Ah, there's my state that I want to be in again. Um, The other uh, tool is learning how to unpack emotions. And so when emotions get triggered, and we'll talk about like the lower emotions, whether that is a feeling of disappointment, whether that is anger, whether that is guilt, sadness, grief, the emotions that take us down. Have you ever, something happens in your day and it changes your state and you're like in this funky emotion. You're like, oh, like, fuck it. I don't want to do anything that I like said I wanted to do. Yeah. Like hand up. I've totally been there. And so learning how to unpack those emotions and asking yourself, like, what was the trigger for this? Why was this emotion triggered? And being able to track that back so that you're learning what your triggers are and unpacking that, whether that's from a conscious perspective or from like an unconscious perspective or looking at beliefs. Um, There's there's a whole conversation here that I'm not going to unpack with you today, Uh, but learning how your emotions are governing how you're feeling by doing something or what doing something is triggering to your emotions. As an example, um, yeah, I talked about this in my book. A lot of us are conditioned for struggle. So we're conditioned to just feel like we need to be in struggle creating something like the hustle, hustle culture, you know, grind it out, work by any means possible, like no pain, no gain, like all that stuff. Sometimes we believe that we need to be in the hustle and in the struggle in order to create the thing that we want, but to recognize that that is only conditioned. And what else can be conditioned is words and phrases that you're using. So as a personal example, um, I used to associate call days um, or even days where I'm creating content, like a day where I am showing up and giving a lot, like a lot of my energy like this, you know, we're probably about over an hour in this podcast for now. Um, is a lot of giving. And I chunk these days so that I'm in a giving day. I'm in that same state all day and I'm on group calls, I'm on coaching calls uh, and so forth. 
but I was recognizing how, um, how I was framing it. And I was like, oh, it's a busy day. It's a call day. It's an interaction day. Um, and it would trigger the, it's going to be busy. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to feel depleted at the end of it. Uh, and just like this narrative that I was creating out of it. And so Joe and I, both of us had to recondition what call days meant. And I also really watched my languaging around using the word busy. Um, that word for me stimulates stress. That word for me stimulates lack of capacity. That word for me stimulates that the week or the day is maybe just out of control and not in a state that I want it to be in. And so watching the languaging that you're using or the way that you are framing things in your mind of the spaces that you need to show up in can trigger emotions. And so watching how you are framing those words or situations can help you regulate your emotionality so much better so that you're in the state that you want to be in to create the thing or be in the situation. Making sense? Okay. Um, and the last two I want to talk about is weekly reflections and very much how we are doing a, a year end, like we're doing a wrap up of 2022, doing this every week with yourself allows you to see your growth um, from like a week by week perspective. I believe, and even before I was like really, really deep into this work, I would always look back over a year. I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I really grew this year and, you know, I didn't really expect that to happen. And yeah, I got on the other side of it. But now looking at things from a week to week perspective and asking yourself kind of the same questions we were talking about earlier, like what was the movie of this week? How did I show up? What, what, what was that main character, myself, acting like? How are they reacting or responding or handling challenges? What am I most proud of this week? Like, what did I feel like I went through a hero's journey with or overcame or came out a different person on the other side of it? And what lessons did I have to learn? And this will help you calibrate moving forward into your next week. And this is when growth becomes very expediated or expansive from a week to week perspective, because you're constantly embodying your growth from a week to week perspective. Making sense? Awesome, my friend. Um, that is all that I wanted to talk about today. That was a huge conversation. Thank you if you are still here. Um, I love our little grasshopper spirit, um, spirit guide that came up, taking a leap of faith. I think this was a beautiful conversation to wrap up our year um, and have you focusing on your 2023. And perhaps I hope that I sparked something in you to think about um, this year or next year differently. I hope that I sparked some embodiment of growth for yourself because I think that is so important to acknowledge, acknowledge ourselves acknowledge what we have been through, acknowledge where we're going and come into this now moment for what we are creating in our life. That's everything. That's not just the big things. That's like, for example, I'm recording this podcast and I was like, I just want to like chill on my couch and like, let's light a candle and like, let's get some essential oils going. And ooh, I want to play with Oracle cards. Let's play an Oracle card. And so let's pull in a whole Oracle card. And so asking like, cool, like what is the state I want to create to show up in and serve in this awesome podcast today? All these little moments create your experience of the life that you're having, or we can say the life or the reality that you're creating. And so they matter. This is why I love having conversations about like chunking things down. Like, okay, you want to make this amount of money next year? Cool. Have that goal. But like, 
how are you going to feel like today, like in this moment, creating it? How are you going to create that so that you really, you're in your life, you're in love in your life, you're in joy in your life, you're enjoying your life um, so that we're not looking for the outcome to feel satisfied and fulfilled. Because I'll tell you right now, if we're not fulfilled along the journey, it does not magically come um, at the end of it. And I've been in that position many times, which is why I'm so, you know, preachy about it, um, because I don't want anybody else to be in that situation. Because when we go after the big goals, go after them, um, but we don't get the fulfillment on the other side of it, or we don't get the sense of pride, or we still don't feel like we're enough, or like we're just not there yet, and the dangling carrot keeps moving, it's a very, um, it's a very lonely place to be. Um, and I don't wish that for any human. So I really hope that I've served you on this call today and I wish you nothing but joy and love for 2023 and perhaps our journey will link up. Um, you can check out my website, simplysara.com. As this is coming out, there's probably nothing there, um, but I'm in the process this month of really getting my aligned sisterhood on there so people can see like, what is that all about? Um, laying out if I'm doing retreats, laying out the next Simply Aligned event and just getting my next year situated. And so if you've enjoyed the journey we've been on here in the podcast and you're looking to come into a deeper, more immersive um, container with me to do this work with you, on my website by the end of the year, maybe early January-ish, will have a lot of um, those offers and those options for you to see if maybe we're going to align next year and sink into some work together. Okay. Goodbye, my friend. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysara.com is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life. <laughs>